Family from the Heart podcast episode number 226. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. This, my friends, is a show that is designed to give you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family. We have given up on the ordinary in an effort to pursue the lives for which we were created. And that's what we come here to talk about. We have. Given up on the ordinary. You didn't Although, a lot of my days feel quite ordinary. Do they? Yeah. I don't know that I actually I have think because it's the same days. thing every day. Like, seriously, I do the same things every day. You're I wake up at the same time. I fix the kids a cup of tea, um, get them breakfast, pack their lunch, take them to school, come back, do it again with McKenna. And there's laundry and dishes. And I mean, pick them up from school. We do homework. I take Megan to dance. I fix dinner. I clean up sometimes. And... um I like, that. I like how you just slip that in there sometimes. Pick her up from dance, finish homework, go to bed. I wake up, I do it all again the next day. So m- sometimes my days can feel very ordinary, but it is making it exceptional that extraordinary. Is the fun extraordinary. So the front page of our site used to say, matter of fact, let me go to it real quickly, Steph. Um, I just updated it because we have the nice new picture at gspn.tv, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. It's the best, you know, it's the first time you and I have ever had a, had a picture together where I really, it's thoroughly It's a really good it. picture. It's I, actually my um, avatar on Twitter and Facebook now. I know. It's pretty Or cool I assume it's on Facebook as well. It is. I don't get on Facebook. Megan manages my Facebook <laughs> account. So um, after she gets her own Facebook um, for her birthday, because we have actually made her wait until she turns 13. Um I won't. I'll need a new Facebook manager. I assume. Yep. Yeah. I'll be. Uh, McKenna says she'll take over. Well, anyway, do you remember? It used to say we. It says who are Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft, and it used to say we are an we are an we are an average American couple with young children. Is that what it said? That's what it used to say. Oh, okay. That's today, what I said. Said. Is that what it said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And today it says we are not your average American couple with young kids. Right. We are a family that has given up on the status quo in an effort to pursue the lives for which we were created. And then it talks about we're passionate about sharing our right. lives authentically and all that other stuff. Cool. Well, but, and because we actually, we don't have what you meant when you wrote that young kids. We don't have those anymore. Yeah. Like they're all, they're, yeah. they're middle school, elementary school age. I still consider they're them young not, kids. Well, of course they're young. I mean, I passed a dude on the road the other day that I saw where he looked like he was 12 yeah i've seen more and more of those 12 year olds driving down the road lately (laughs) no i'm like that's how i know i'm getting really old yeah because the kids that are driving are um looking younger and younger but um but under that definition of young kids we no longer fall yeah i guess so technically all right we don't have preschoolers we don't have preschoolers that's for sure (laughs) All right. So we have graduated. How's that? We have. Anyway, we have a bunch of topics that we have here to talk about today. But to, right. to start things off, we want to talk about Chad's dad. Um, right. So Chad who? Chad Cadell. Like I, I know like lots of Chad. So I'm like, Chad. Well, Chad okay, not Cadell. Really, but all right. All right. Chad? So. Okay. So that puts it in a whole oh. new ramp. <laughs> now I know who you're talking about. Right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Chad's dad. Okay. So Chad's dad with, with, you know, trying to keep everything on the up and up here. Cause I think you're going to love this cause okay. you have not heard about this story. No, I yet. haven't. But anyway, I asked you at Chipotle, how much do you know about 50 shades of gray? You asked me if I'd heard about it. Yes. Right. And how much I know. And yes, I have heard about it. All right. Yeah. And then I asked you, I, now I have, I also have heard about it. Mm hmm. I've never read anything. I haven't read no. like like a sample chapter. I haven't read it. I haven't even read a description of the book. Okay, I've just, that I have. I've only heard other people talk about this book. Okay. All right. So so you said so I asked you if you had ever read anything from this book. 
And you said, I'll tell you in the show. So what are you going to tell me? Well, I have, um, I did, when I started hearing about, they were going to make a movie about this book and I'm like, well, maybe it'd be worth looking into. And so I, I looked up 50 shades of gray and I read, um, (laughs) it's not going to be a regular movie. That's for sure. (laughs) I read the description and it didn't take me very long to realize that they already make movies just like 50 shades of gray (laughs) and they're blocked on my TV. (laughs) pretty much i do not watch pornography i therefore will not read pornography it's hard enough with um the books that i do read and the tv shows that i watch it's hard enough to have a healthy marriage and to have a healthy idea of what a relationship is supposed to be i'm not gonna start reading about a completely unhealthy unrealistic um um all right. So relationship. So if you guys so, haven't heard, I, I, I think most people listening to this podcast have heard of the series Fifty Shades of right. Grey. Um, it, it, it's absolutely, you know, best selling books out there and stuff like that. It's super, super popular, but uh, certainly risque and and quite off the edge. Yeah. So what what was the book that we talked about last week? What I don't know. The Timekeeper. The Timekeeper. Yes. So if you go to um, Kroger. They have right in front of their um, greeting card section, there is a book, uh, uh, a shelf of best-selling books. Yes. And Fifty Shades of Grey is right next to the timekeeper. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, it is. I'm gl- you know, it's so- they're on the same. They're on the same. It is so funny that you tell that story because I know for a fact you have not read a single word that you're about ready to read because no, I asked I you to pull it up and said, don't read this. Right. But I do want you to read it because I, I think it'll be fun to hear okay. your initial reaction. Chad actually asked me if I could, if we could find some way to include this in one of our shows. Oh, fun. Yeah. So Chad's poor dad. Yeah. It's getting thrown under a bus, so, isn't he? So he is. <laughs> I can feel us bumping over him right now. <laughs> it's like the poor guy. So do you know Chad's dad? I know of him. Right. I don't know that I've actually met him in person, but I've seen him and yeah. Chad's dad. I, I He is a super guy. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know him extremely well, but Chad made the op- offer. He says, listen, my dad's really good about business. He's done pretty darn well for himself. He, you know, we, we won't, we won't go into too many details, but we'll just say that, that Chad's dad has done pretty well. And he gave me the opportunity to go in and talk to him and talk about this business idea that I was going to launch and he could encourage me or give me some insights and mm-hmm. ask me some questions. Before you like started, before you even quit. Yep. Insurance. And mm-hmm. so I did that. I went in and talked to Chad's dad. And and he is you can just tell he's from he, he's from a time that he's from a different generation. He's from a different generation. And he seemingly in my mind I would I would describe him as very conservative. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and, and, and not just conservative in a political way, but just you know, you could tell that it, you know what I mean, right? I do. Okay. So if you could just imagine somebody who is more reserved and conservative and, and you know, more professional and everything and, and stuff like that and, 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 and stuff like that. He's a conservative businessman. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and so now think about that. And of course, I know you know of him a lot more than our listeners. Right. And I think you'll probably appreciate what you're about ready to read a great deal more. But this was on Chad's Facebook fa- Facebook page. Ah. So I commented on it and I said, that's a hoot, you know. Okay. And he said, Cliff, man, it'd be great if you could include, find some way to you right. know, tie that into one of your shows. So go ahead and read. Can this read is it? word for word, the status update from Chad about his dad. Okay. My mom told me the funniest story tonight. While in the airport for a layover coming back from their vacation, my dad returned from the bookstore with Fifty Shades of Grey. She asked him if he knew what it was about, and he said no, but it's a New York Times bestseller. She then mentioned something about bondage and stuff, and he quickly exchanged the book. I would have given a million dollars to see the surveillance video from that store when he went to make the exchange. If you know my mom and dad, you are rolling on the floor with me right now. That is absolutely hilarious. That is so funny. I bet she turned 50 shades of red. You think? Poor guy. Oh, that is. That's hilarious. That's why you can't just pick up a book because it's a bestseller. Yeah. (laughs) 
which in the grand scheme of things means nothing for a book. I mean, yeah, just because it's a New York Times bestseller doesn't mean it's a great book. That's correct. It just means a lot of people bought it. Exactly. It's not. The I know that it's because of my, my, my friend, David Foster. That's right. And just it, because it's a New York Times bestseller does not mean it's a great book. That's right. But um, that is funny. No, I did think of, I, I did, you know, before I knew what it was about, think about reading Fifty Shades. It, there's three books in the series. And yeah. Yeah. This, is, like, this no. is a fan podcast. Stephanie and I are not going to be starting. Nope. Don't look <laughs> for that one here. <laughs> not going there. Uh, anyway, funny. that is funny. You know, now that you mentioned, I, I actually, I just wanted to say that, that I added this on here. I didn't tell you, but uh David Foster, you just mentioned him. I did. Uh, yesterday I was on Facebook. Imagine that. Imagine. And I saw. <laughs> That's a sentence that I never start a story with. What? I was on Facebook. Yes, like, I know. I never start a story with that sentence. Title of or this phrase. episode, Fifty Shades of Red. Okay. All right. Yeah. Got it? Got it. Okay. So here, and, and by the way, thank David you. David Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so thank David, you, Daniel Hayes. Thank you, Daniel Hayes. Yes, but um, he's in our chat room, and that's why I said, yeah, that he be- named this episode exactly. So, um, I was on Facebook, and I saw a picture of David Foster. Okay, and he's riding a motorcycle, and Paula's on the back of the mm-hmm. motorcycle with him, and Paula had posted this, and I'm like, okay. and I'm like, man, I miss that guy, and I wrote to her, and I said, listen, you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm currently going through and. Uh, reading the book uh, Renegade uh, Renegade's Guide to God and I said it it makes me f- feel like he you know I can when I'm reading it I hear his voice and I hear the passion behind his words and I said it feels just like those phone conversations that I would have with him each week and um, and she's like man Cliff he he would always come to bed he was so excited and fired up about the fact that you know that you found this newfound freedom in Christ and and uh and stuff like that but anyway i just you mentioned david foster he's been on my mind and on my heart just just so I, get, the, I have really been thinking about paula a lot lately and um and thinking that i need to go back through our our things and find her address to send her a card because she has just really been on my mind and on my heart lately and um i so said that's funny that like you just had a conversation with her through facebook yeah the other day yesterday so um, anyway, I'm reading. I'm reading his book, yeah. uh, and absolutely, it fires me up, and I'm ready to go. And and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I also at the same time, I'm also yesterday. I started listening to that last sermon series that he did before mm-hmm. he passed away. And the five uh, people it's you'll meet the, on your way to heaven. It's the six. Yeah, it, it's actually Something the six like people you'll oh, okay. the six people you'll meet uh, on your way to heaven. And I did learn from going back to the first episode, uh, it was that the title or the whole idea and the concept of talking about these six people that you'll meet on your, the, on your way, it was inspired by Mitch Albom's book, The Five, five people, people You'll Meet in Heaven. Okay. And he said, he says, well, f- we're going to forget about, he says, he says, by the way, it's a great book. Go read it. He says they turned it into a movie. If you haven't done so, go read it. Now, if David Foster says that, Cliff's going to read it. I'm going to go get that. That's the book I'm going to read next is the five meet people you'll meet in heaven. And then I'll wa- I'll watch the movie. So I'm looking forward to that. But um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. But anyway, he so Last sermon series. But I, I've been, so I've just been listening to the sermon series and it just, you know, one, there's so much to think about when you're I, I, it's like I listen to it so much more closely because there was something he said in that first uh, sermon out of the series. He had, it, it was a it was a series of six sermons, and the sixth he preached the sixth sermon, the, the last morning. the the morning before he died, and um and and there was just a couple things he said. You know, it's been this this series has been a long time coming. It's probably be one of the greatest sermons series that I'll ever. I mean, just there's a little indication in there. And I'll tell you, knowing that this was his last sermon series that he'd ever preached, I'm just taking it in word for word. I'm not, there were a couple times while I was out for my walk yesterday that I would back it up 30 seconds a couple times to just make sure that I'm hearing because sometimes he gets so passionate, he talks really fast. He does. And just the, just the amount of stuff that's in that, it's just like, wow, 
what a legacy just just that one legacy. series is a legacy and then his book a renegade's guide to god is a is a legacy um and of course not to mention the you know just the the impact that that he's left on my life right so anyway yeah I, so you brought up david foster and i just wanted to say that um if yeah i'm i'm, I'm totally totally just f- still feeling blessed by having known him absolutely all righty so um speaking of faith speaking of our great friend richard wrote me the other day uh-huh and he says hey, you know hey we were having some back and forth conversation through email as we often do and one of the things that he asked he says i'm sure you get this question a lot um you know but i'm just interesting you know just you know poke, not trying to you know press for anything but i'm just interested what you know i wonder what form your christian life takes now that you're no longer a part of the institutionalized church and i think it was so interesting that this has come up right now that that he's waited this long to ask because today is september 20th it has been a year it has it has been a year since we've gone to church or you know went to a, a weekly gathering of believers at a certain location called the local institutionalized church. So it has been a year. Way to define that. You like that? Yeah. And uh, in two days from today, it will be one year from the time when I actually produced episode 121 of the EOTC podcast, which was titled Not Going to Church Anymore. Okay. So, you know, and, and of course, if you guys are interested in hearing about that, you could go to encouragingotherstroughchrist.com and then scroll all the way down to episode 121. And you could listen to the journey from 121 to 131 has been the last year of my life uh, in in a very tight, you know, kind of way. But um, yeah, so he asked the question and, and I did a blog post about it. I've been writing. Did you know that? I, have you known yes. that I've been down here writing? Yes. A lot. I bought a software program called Scrivener. I knew that too because I read your writing. Yes, you did. That's right. You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Did you read it? I did. Sweet. You read the whole thing? Yes. Wow. What'd you think? I thought it was good. Cool. Do you know when you, when you, because in the beginning you um, said that this needed to be a place where you could write without worrying about typos and all this, um, there were actually less typos because I don't know. Anyway, actually, when I put, when I published the first time, there were tons, and I went back and did a proofread. Oh my goodness! <laughs> because I knew it was I wanted to. I mean, I'm sure there's okay. still probably something in there, but yeah, I, I went back and did a proofread. I was thinking that you were like on your A game here. No, now no, I'm no, no. I'm free and I'm gonna write as if I'm free and. <laughs> I went back and did a, a quick cursory. You're not, you're not free at all. Whatever. <laughs> you and your daughter. I tell you what. So anyway, so I've been writing. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared. You know, right now I'm back to, you know, writing a journal. And the journals uh, entries are turning into blog posts for the most part. Uh, some of them, I'm sure I'll, I'll sometimes get behind a, the type keyboard and type and they probably keep will never. Personal. Yeah, keep it personal until maybe after I'm dead, somebody can read it. That kind of deal. Right. But um, anyway, yeah, so I've been journaling and I've been, you know, thinking that this is going to turn into a lot of blog posts. And eventually a lot of this stuff, the way that I'm writing, I, I have full intentions that mu- much of it will eventually form some the basis or the foundation of um, at least three different books that I want right. to write. I'm going to write a book. What are you going to write a book about? Being married to the podcast answer man. Yeah, that would... <laughs> I want to tell you right now, I am not kidding you. It would sell like crazy. Really? It would. Mm. It would. Okay. I I, it, I mean, like by crazy, I mean, there would be, I, I would say you'd sell at least, if you sold it for, if you sold it for $9.99, you'd probably sell about two or 3,000 copies easy. Wow. Two or 3,000 copies easy nifty at 10 bucks a piece so whatever amount of money that is Mm -hmm. is that enough for your highlander probably yeah (laughs) but uh yeah if you if you were to write that 
Cool. Of course, I, I had to have to proofread and see what she wrote about me. Would. <laughs> uh, yeah. no. You can't edit me anymore. <laughs> do you know that? I do. Yeah. So I've been writing and one, so I shared, I shared my thoughts. Matter of fact, I think it is called, let me go, you, by the way, you can find much of my writing either at podcastanswerman.com. If it's, if it's business related, the journal entries will sometimes make their way into blog posts at podcastanswerman.com. If they're not business related or not media, new media related, then they'll just end up at gspn.tv slash blog. And uh, if you guys are not aware of this, we do have a blog. It's where Stephanie and I come to share our thoughts. Myself more than Stephanie for now. But Stephanie will probably. I think, I think it's probably just because I don't know how to. Although I think I do, but I've never done it. Publish it all on my own. Like I've always typed it and then sent it to you. Right. And you publish it for me. But if I'm publishing the shows. It's not that much different. Why don't I know how to write? Why have I never. Yeah. Right. There's only one little principle that I usually do, and that is, that's always to include an image at the top, and I'd love to show you. Yeah, just, and I have a camera. Yeah, you do. I do. See? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there might be more blogs. But anyway, what form does your Christian life take these days is the title of the blog post, and if you want to, it's at gspn.tv forward slash destination unknown. That's the, that's the URL where you can find that blog post. And uh, so anyway, I answered mine. You you read what I wrote. I did. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to kind of, you know, summarize some of mine, but I've been talking a lot. So if somebody were to ask you today, Stephanie, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a year. Your family has not gone to this local gathering of, you know, of weekly attendance at this building to, to worship corporately and stuff like that. So so are you are you still a Christian and, and and that's not the question, but obviously, assu- right. assuming that you're still a Christian, <laughs> what form does your Christian life? How, what form does your what what form does your life um, communicate faith in any way? I, you know, not that it can't, but it, 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 there are people out there who want to know. Right? How do we incorporate? Fa- how do you incorporate faith into your life as a mom, as a wife, as as an individual? As a friend, you know, where, where does, how does, in what form does your Christian life take these days? Um, quite honestly, um, more than it ever did when I attended church. Okay. I think attending church put me in a mindset of, when I attended church, I was a Sunday Christian. Okay. Um, now that I don't attend church, um, I'm an everyday believer. And I look for I look for Jesus in the everyday. And he's there every day. Even when, like Pink says, I'm having a day. Yeah. And um but uh and I'm trying to to the best of my ability teach my kids to look for Jesus in the everyday. Um, no longer dependent on a Sunday school teacher who come to find out probably wasn't teaching my kids about Jesus anyway. Okay. Um, and having a faith that, you know, I, I have faith that God is going to provide for us financially every month. And he does. I seek him in prayer for um, all kinds of, things more for other people now than for myself and um and through books and reading the scripture and i live i live my relationship with jesus more every day one year later than i ever did in my 20 years in church right that's how I would answer that question. Sweet. I don't know if it makes sense to anybody else, but me. But no, I mean, it, it, it does. It, it, I totally see where you're coming from, and and yeah, I, I I see all of that. By the way, I can I can testify to the truth of all of those things. Um, you you mentioned a couple things, and and I'd love to communicate a little bit more clearly what okay. we mean by some of this stuff. Like I know, what? 
Um, for example, you know, I'm, I'm no longer just a Sunday Christian. What what does it mean? Not that, and by the way, not that everyone who goes to church are Sunday Christians. No, no, oh, no. I'm saying I was. I, I'm I not. I'm not making a generalization. I understand. I'm speaking authentically about myself. Right. I just so that everyone is clear on that right now. Yeah. I I want to say that I was one of those people as well. Although, you know, faith was very much a part of who I am. Um, I would say that I, I don't know that I was a Sunday Christian, but, but what I was is somebody who very heavily leaned on, on per, religious performance for feeling good about my relationship with right. God. See, now I don't, I don't think I ever really, if I was, I wasn't conscious of being performance based. Right. Um, so what I mean by a Sunday Christian is um, because I know I'm not going to wake up and go to a building on Sunday morning. I seek teachings other times of the week, sometimes every day, sometimes every three weeks, some in all different forms, whether that be um, God uses music to speak to me a lot. And sometimes I'll be driving and a song that I've heard 400 times before suddenly like slaps me upside the head and says something to me. Right. I see Jesus in that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there are, um, Sarah and I had, have had some amazing encounters, um, being the hands and feet of Jesus to other people, um, recently. And, so, I mean, I I am seeking out teachings on my own rather than being dependent on that. Well, I know I'm going to hear a sermon on Sunday morning. Right. So, I don't, I don't need to listen to that right now because, well, I'm going to hear what it is. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday's for a coming. couple hours, a couple hours is where I've set aside the time where right. that I, I am going. Which I, was pathetic because all I did on Sunday morning was complain about the music or getting up early or whatever it was, you know, Satan visited our family mainly on Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. Not that he ever, you know, I mean, he has other times too, but, um, and especially if it was like an important Sunday morning, like Christmas or Easter, you know, um, one of those days where you just have to go. And so I'm just, I have to, I have to be more intentional about my faith now or not my faith, but my learning, Mm -hmm. um, and, and what I'm taking in and, um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel, I mean, obviously it goes back to what you said, the first summary statement that you feel more connected in, in your faith, in your relationship with Jesus to to our Heavenly Father. And I, I've taken time over the last year to know Jesus, who he was, who he is as a man and and as my Savior and not, he he's not exactly who I've been taught he is my entire life. Right. He is so much more. That's one of the things I love about David Foster's book, uh, A Renegade's Guide to God. He talks about the fact that, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't that, you know, pale face. I have to tell you, this is not my aunt and uncle's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) This is not. And what I mean by that, and I'm not speaking ill of them. I hold great respect for the fact that they picked me up every Sunday morning and every Sunday night and were faithful in shoving all three of us, they had two daughters and then they brought me as well. And um, we would ride in this little pickup truck, probably, no, not probably, illegally, because we were not all in seatbelts. And we were, um, it was this little pickup truck and um, my cousin and I would sit behind the seats. Like there there wasn't a seat there. We folded up blankets and we brought a pillow to put behind our back and, and they took me they took me to church all the time and and so I'm forever grateful for that and I've had the opportunity to thank my aunt for investing in me and for loving me um, long before I was ready to be loved 
And um, and that that was that was an amazing moment for me. But this is not the Jesus that I was taught when I was growing up. Right. Who he is. Right. It's not. I because he does not love me because I read my Bible every day this week. And he does not love me if I do this and when I do that. And while I didn't necessarily do those things and I didn't believe that he didn't love me because I didn't do those things. Now I know that has nothing to do with why he loves me and, and or the, how he loves me. And and you understand that, wow, I, I haven't been so bad off after all. Exactly. So, so would you say you experience a lot less guilt and shame about some of the lack? I mean, yeah. Of, of the other things. The well, activities. yeah, because I know that those were never, they were never prerequisites. They were never requirements in the first place. But you felt, you felt like they were before. I think I felt like I, they were before, but I, but I you, don't know, you, but, but I at didn't the same take time, it on the same way you did. Exactly. Right. You, you were certainly a lot more free from that than I was. I have found that God just blessed me with a God given freedom. That doesn't mean it hasn't been tainted and, and warped and and changed in the course of my life but there's a foundation there that that he set in me from the beginning that i think it was easier for me to find that freedom i think you had to like dig for yourself a little bit more i does that make sense the last year of my life has been major digging for the just this understanding of he really loves me no matter what no matter what seriously no way you know what I curse and God still loves me. I know. Crazy. It's crazy. I think that's why I curse. Because <laughs> you're free. <laughs> because I'm free and he loves me anyway. Oh my goodness. Don't use your freedom, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to use my freedom here. But. But here, here's the thing. I, I, I One for me, my faith hit. I mean, I've always, well, since 1996, I've been incredibly active in my faith even outside of church on Sunday. Although when I made mistakes and stuff like that, I almost felt like, okay, well, my get out of hell. Now I got to start over. Sunday morning was my get out of hell free card, you know? (laughs) There really was no get out of hell free card. (laughs) You know, maybe I just need to, you know, if, if I fail here, maybe if I just do more. Right. You know, maybe if I volunteer more at the church or maybe if I do this more, maybe if I just sacrifice a lot. Mm-hmm. it'll cover up and and that's yeah so i i was very much right. F- but for me although faith has always been a lot of my life stuff like that it it's different this past year it has not been performance based Mm-mm. it has not been insta- uh, instigated by any sort of guilt or shame or condemnation from anyone else um and over the last year, I've I've overcome the people pleasing. You really have. I have. Un- I have overcome the people pleasing. You know, and part of it is the fact that people around me have have passed on. You know, you know, you, my friend David Foster, our friend Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Right. Um, I've got my great friend. Um, oh, gosh. I know who you're talking about and even I can't think of his name. Hold on. There well, it's uh simple simple good life. I mean mm-hmm. why that, I know. It just blanked on me. I know. Is it Ken? No. No. It's um it's, Oh my gosh, I feel I horrible now. I pray for you him every should. day and now I can't think think of his name. You really should feel horrible. I do. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I seriously do. But um, anyway, you know, fr- right. friends who have cancer, who are who yeah. are all of the I mean, all this stuff. And, and, and what I realize is that, you know what, I can't get bent out of shape because somebody's upset that I didn't respond to their email within the last three days. Or, you know, if somebody's upset yes. because, yes, Barry, Barry. Morgan. My gosh, I feel horrible. Don't feel horrible. Here's the thing. I don't, You're free. I'm you don't free. have to don't feel have horrible. To, but, and but, I just want to tell you, people, sometimes are, he calls me Jessica, which is his <laughs> sister's name. And we've been married for 16 years. But, but you know, with, with all of this stuff going on, I, I realize it's like, you know what? Life's too short. Life's too short to worry about that stuff. Matter of fact, there's, there's, <laughs> um, let me, let me read this to you. I've got so many different things. Uh, this is fun. Uh, if I go back to Workflow, is the program that I use. 
And I'm going to go to my mission statements because I created a little personal mission statement for the Encouraging Others Through Christ podcast. And some of this came directly out of David Foster's um, A Renegade's Guide to God. All right. He goes, it's a place, uh, the EOTC podcast is a place for those who dare to question the conventional wisdom and spiritual infallibility of the religious elite. Yes, I read that. Yes. And the next one, life is too short to waste it in uh, wallowing in guilt and shame and too precious to spend it gagging on the gospel of good works or religious compliance. That's my favorite part. Gagging on the gospel of good works. Yes. So for me, that's, that's, I, I've broken free from that. And, and partly because I realized life is too short to live it for other people. And my faith over this past year has been nothing but sincere, honest, seeking the truth. And the truth is only found in, in Jesus. And the truth and only the truth will set you free. Exactly. And, and so it, that for me, what form does my Christian life? It, it is in its purest form. I'm not trying to, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to please you. I'm not trying to convince you. I am not trying to, um, you know, tr- make you think that I'm better than I am. I'm not. I'm not a great person, you know. Uh, you know, I, I mean. He's I'm, right. He's not. No, I'm kidding. I'm not a horrible person, but who am I? Seriously, right. why do people, and, and I believe it's only through what he has called me to do, the passions, the gifts that he's given me that I do anything. And, right. and I, it blows my mind that people will listen to us. Right. I, I sit here every day we hit the record or every week we hit the record button. I'm thinking, what are we going to do to, to, we just had this conversation. Was it yesterday? Yesterday yeah. morning you said, I, I'm always asking what, what is it that, and I'm like, you're putting too much thought into it. it it's, yeah. So, so the blog post is at gspn.tv slash destination unknown. If you want to hear my full explanation of what I responded to our great friend, Richard, um, you, it, it's in the blog post. There are two interesting questions that came up and I'm not going to go into them at all here in the podcast, there. but they are in the comment section. One is the topic of, so you guys don't go to church anymore. Does, you know, how do you handle this tithing where, you know, do mm-hmm. you tithe? If so, where do you send the tithe? That kind of thing. So that, that, the answer to that question is found in, in the there. Com- is in mm-hmm. the comments. Another one that came up was just this conversation of biblical leadership, and okay. you know that you know the the fact that how do you keep from you know if you don't have elders in your life speaking into your life, how do they keep you from falling off of the good path or you know huh. that that kind of deal? It also depends on your definition of elder. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe that. Yeah, because I have accountability in my life. Exactly. They weren't appointed by a bunch of people that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But does that make them any less valuable? Right. That's so, just my response. That's well, that's not Cliff's. He his is in the blog post. But yeah, mine's in the blog that, post. That's right. But so, so anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, I, I love the question. I, I think it's appropriate. One year later, um, it, you know, there there you've got those Christians who there's they've always made fun of this the fact that you have these uh, the Christians who only attend church on. Easter or Christmas, uh, we attended neither. No, we didn't. Uh, Literally, we have not gone to church in one year. And I just want to, before we transition out of this into a different topic, Mm -hmm. I I want to express right now, we are not suggesting you follow our journey. Uh, We are not calling people to leave the church. In fact, Stephanie, as you said, you, you actually appreciate and you've thanked your aunt and uncle for for investing in that relationship. You you got a solid introduction I did. into the relationship. Some things were, you know, maybe not as but you know what? We're all imperfect. I the the fact that if you listen to me, everything I say, I probably have some of it wrong. I probably have a lot of it wrong. But the fact is is that I am not calling anybody else. You are not calling we're mm-hmm. not calling anyone else to leave the church. We're just saying, this is who we are. This is where we are. This We've been outside of it for a year. And I think that the most interesting thing, the because mo- here's the thing, this hasn't been hidden. I mean, there's podcasts from episode 121 to 131 at Encouraging Others Through Christ. We've mentioned it in Family from the Heart and all of these other things. 
there's no question. People know. Mm-hmm. People understand that you and I have made this decision. There, it, it, it's out and in we the ta- open. I mean, we talk about it as a family um, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. You know, the kids are always asking why we don't go to church anymore. And, um, and, and it's not that we'll never be, it's not that we'll never go to another church again, but, um, but we are teaching our kids how to seek out Jesus on their own. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with other Christians and with, with other believers. Yeah, Absolutely. And more specifically, I like the word believers so much better than Christians. Well, I, you know, and, and somebody is going to take me up on that. I know that, that's but. fine. Well, you know, I don't think so, but, um, I'll tell you what I even like, cause with David Foster, he's like, you've got believers mm-hmm. and then you have followers. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. There's a difference. That's right. There's those who believe. I can tell you've been listening to David Foster. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you hearing me? <laughs> you hear me? Now go get him. That's right. <laughs> I can tell that you've been listening to him. Um, but uh, I could always tell when you had talked to him or, you know, had yep. contact with him. But um, but absolutely. A, a fo- I'm teaching my kids um, to the best of my ability to be a follower of Jesus. Like we even talked about it this morning. Um, Megan had... She has in one of her, um, in her science class, when they, um, when they finish the assignment, then um, the, the teacher can check their work and then they're free to help other students with the, with the assignment. And so she finished first and she said, I'm done. And he's like, are you a turkey? And she says, no, why? You're not done. You are finished. And, um, and so, and then we talked about how Jesus said it is finished. And that meant that he had fulfilled what God sent him to do. He had filled his, he had fulfilled his life's mission. He had fulfilled his purpose. It is finished. And so just in a very ordinary, in a very ordinary story about something that, her favorite teacher said that she thought was funny. Yeah. We had a moment. Yeah. And, and it is those moments all the time that are teaching our children to be a follower of Jesus. Exactly. Okay. I love it. Thank you. And I was going to, I was going down that path just to say one other thing and I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. Believer versus follower versus Christian. Yeah. And what, so uh, it's gone. Moving on. <laughs> hold on. Because I, I'm almost sure it was important, but I, but then again, I don't know anymore. Um, yeah, forget it. Oh goodness <sighs> gracious! It doesn't matter. Chad's dad, Fifty Shades of Red. Yep. All right, we got that. What's your Christian life look yep, like this days? Do. Um, David Foster, we talked about. We did. Um, do 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 more writing. I've already talked yep, about. You did. Cliff filled up this little card. I did fill up. Oh my gosh, it's 43 minutes? Mm-hmm. We should probably talk about Which Mardell. means all of the stuff that I put on the list will get like five minutes at the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, everything else on the list is yours. Right, like so. I said, Mardell, five minutes at the end. There we go. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I- Whatever. So, so Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L. But it's actually on the list. Go ahead, it M-A-R-D-E-L.com. Is. Yes, if you go to forward slash GSPN, It'll show you our featured branded page that's there today as we're recording this. Um, and Mardell has been a wonderful sponsor for this podcast for four years. And we have so appreciated all of the support that we have. What, Steph? And a half? Maybe it's four and a half. It's four, and four and a half years. But anyway, um, you know, of course, today, as of today, uh, we still have two weeks left. Today and next week are covered under our current contract. And we just got word this week that things might be changing um, a little bit. And we are, tr- we, Stephanie and I are discussing options of, you know, whether. And discerning. And we're trying to discern. I think that that is an important word yeah. because we're not just um, making a decision lightly. Right. So, so basically for but the last four and a half years, if next? you've, if you used a uh, promo code GSPN, uh, in the shopping cart, you would get 10% off of your entire order. 
And it would also, it's also been a great way to thank them for signing up for our show or for, for, uh, it's thanking them for sponsoring our show. The one thing is, is this idea of having this ongoing promo code that we've shared now for 226 episodes, actually 224 224. episodes. (laughs) Um, So for 224 episodes, we've spent years of our lives telling you promo code GSPN, promo code GSPN, promo code GSPN. Well, they've come back and the marketing department is wondering if we would be willing to change the code and actually change it quite frequently. Uh, so that they can actually get a better feel of of what's coming from our community versus what might be coming from people who would buy from them who have no idea and have no connection directly or even indirectly. Uh, uh, we had gotten permission from we had received permission from Mardell to have you guys please share our promo code with newsletters and and all of this other you know put it, groups, put it out right. in the homeschool associations tell tell the world about our promo code and that's been it's been looked upon greatly and the results of that have been outstanding well the results were so good last month that it rose some red flags and they're wondering let's i wonder if we change the promo code would it stay as good my concern is that with 200 been sharing this episode this promo yeah. code for 224 episodes there are people who are going to be listening to the the first 200 and actually it'll be there will be a total of 226 Six. episodes <laughs> after next week that will be in the archives where we'll be promoting a promo code that if it gets changed will no longer exist so that is a concern for us and a concern for you know the hard work and effort we've put out there from you and you that you guys have put in to sharing these with these associations you know maybe it's not a big deal uh maybe we come up with some kind of way to communicate because i'm certain that if if we choose not to renew our contract with mardell or if they choose not to renew their contract with us um or we both agree that we're going to change the promo code any three of those things are on the table right now right um and either way any one of those three options promo codes are going to stop working after october 1st and with that mind i would imagine we're going to start getting lots of emails right you know what i mean i do know what you mean so we've got to come up with something you know and and the question is is that i don't know i don't know so i do feel like you know it you know we're up against a pretty significant decision here obviously we've told you guys that you know from the beginning you know in 2008 when we did this full time uh and made that decision we didn't make a lot of money in 2008 i mean it was it was very tough and if it wasn't for mardell i don't think we would have i well god would have provided somehow but he he chose to use mardell and so we've been extremely thankful for for this for this thing uh for this sponsorship and um we're discerning what are the next right steps and how do we handle the change if we if we agree to do this change and you know how does that affect you guys who are out there getting our getting the word out to the homeschool associations and right and stuff like that you know it, it, it do we you know do we have to start communicating that from this date to this date, it's this. Or maybe from now on, we say, hey, if you want, maybe we create a website. That it has, says you go to there and find the code. Yeah, we just go to right. gspn.tv slash get the code or something. I don't know. Get the code. Uh, and, and, and that way we just update that. And we just, right. from this point forward, we all we never tell people what the code is. But if you want to know the code, this is where you go to get it. I, I don't know. I don't. So, right. But the question is, is do we want to even bother with trying to keep up with that message and and stuff like that? But at the same time, we have had this amazing relationship. We share it with you guys because we're open, authentic and um, and stuff like that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And uh, we'll let you know we have two more weeks and, or this week and next week. And I uh, encourage you to please before the end of September, Go and place some orders using promo code GSPN. It's right. still active until then. Until the thirtieth, right? Get that discount if you've been holding off on getting a gift or something like that. Then uh, please do. But uh, I appreciate each and every one of you, and I sincerely appreciate Mardell for 
a minimum of four and a half years of sponsorship of Family from the Heart. It's been a true blessing. So, Stephanie, I want you to tell me uh, about uh, McKenna adding her, adding to okay. her list of why she doesn't like so, school. Anyone who listened to this podcast like last year knows that for the first three or four weeks of school last year, we homeschooled and um, then decided to have McKenna and Matthew go go back to school. Well, McKenna is not, a, she didn't want to go. Matthew wanted to go and we kind of made her go um, also. And um, so all of last year, I hate school. I don't like school. I don't want to go to school. And she had this entire list of why um, she didn't want to go. And so we're coming up on being six weeks into school. Um, and well, I think we are. I think we're six weeks in or the first term is getting ready to end for make for Megan and Matthew. So um, I think the term ends on Monday. The term ends on Monday. So Monday will be the first six weeks of school, I, I guess. And um, and this morning, McKenna says this is the first time it's been an issue for her. She's really loving second grade. She loves her teachers. She is doing fantastic. But this morning, she did. I don't want to go to school. I don't like school and I don't want to go today because I have to wear shoes. <laughs> and I don't want to wear shoes to school and I have to wear clothes and I don't want to wear clothes either. So those are her new reasons for not wanting to, to go to school today because she doesn't want to wear clothes and she doesn't like shoes. And I'm totally with her on the shoes point. I, I don't like shoes yet. My feet are in shoes right now and they are not happy. So she's added that to her she list. She has added that to her list. Is it the only thing she's added? S yes. Maybe we can go to the school and create a petition for her to go to school naked. I don't think so. <laughs> did you, were you paying attention or did you miss that part? Well, you know, Hey, <laughs> we're not going to petition for her to go to school naked. <laughs> no, just because her Barbies live in a nudist colony doesn't mean her, that she her Barbies, can. Her Barbies crack me up. She <laughs> can play. She plays hard. She does. Those Barbies, man. They have you ever seen the one picture that I took of how I found her Barbies on the kitchen counter one day? Yes, I saw ha that. Have one. you seen that? It's yes. hilarious. Reenacting a scene from Fifty Shades of Grey. Possibly, but did you notice that only the Ken Barbie was naked? <laughs> oh <laughs> god. Anyway, so um Yes, it involved a girl and a boy Barbie, and that's all we're gonna say about that. <laughs> That's all we're going to say. But uh, yeah, she so she she doesn't like shoes and she doesn't like clothes. So she's not going to school anymore. Right. So speaking of school, this is the we're coming up on the end of the first term. Is that right? Right. right. For um, for the middle school, the middle school um, runs like last year um, at the elementary school. They had four terms or semesters or whatever they called them. And so McKenna and Matthew received a report card every Four times a year, whatever that worked out to be. But now McKenna's only get them going to get a report card three times a year, which doesn't mean anything because um, she doesn't get letter grades. She just gets, well, she does their satisfactory <laughs> progress, you know, anyway. But, um, but at the middle school, they're broken down into six, six week terms. Right. So we're coming up on the end of the first term. So we're going to get report cards next week right? for Megan and Matthew. And, um, and so I asked you at lunch today, what grades did you say was okay for Matt to make this year? Just because, well, over the next three years, actually. I just told you, I just told and, you that um, if my son comes from school and he comes out with C's and D's, that it would not be the end of the world. It won't be the end of the world. What I do want from him is his personal best. Right. And I don't, and I don't, I don't, I, I believe that he can do better than C's and D's. So do I. However, at the same time, I mean, certainly if he comes home with, if he comes home with D's and F's, um, you know, we're going to sit down and he'll have to, you know, he'll have to bring he'll them have up to, right. and stuff like that. But one, here's the deal. If my son comes home with an F, unlike my childhood, I don't want him to come home and fear that he's going to get spanked with oh, a belt. Right. He's not, you know, he's now not. will he have some discipline and will he actually learn a little thing, a couple things 
uh, and have some natural consequences to those grades? Absolutely. And some of those natural consequences is, you know what? You've been spending a lot of time uh, playing video games when you could have been studying. So a natural consequence is no more video games. Yeah. This morning on the way to school, we saw a boy walking. And I mean, a lot of kids around our area walk to school. And um, Megan's Megan noticed and he's in her um, he's in her class. And she's like, I've never seen him walk to school before. I said, well, maybe he missed the bus. And she's like, what? I said, well, maybe he missed the bus and his mom made him walk because walking would be a fantastic natural consequence to missing the bus. And they're like, oh, yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Like, I'm really starting to um, put more emphasis on our kids with natural consequences. Right. You know, um, I shared a story in Authentic Live Radio yesterday about how um, Megan wanted me to do her hair a certain way the night before picture day. And then um, she procrastinated and it didn't get done. And so a natural consequence was that her hair didn't get done and it was not the way she wanted it for picture day. And um, really starting to really starting to emphasize the natural consequences around here. Right. Yep. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. I have to tell you that... Um, Sometimes when Megan turns on her music, it all sounds the same to me. <laughs> Tell me about it. And and I'm not saying that I don't I don't like some of it, you know. I like the black eyed peas. I love pink and um I like Usher and all this thing. But a lot of the songs and there's this song that's on the radio right now that is so about this girl ODing on drugs and um it is it's just not healthy for our kids to be singing all of the music on the pop stations. I can't say all because there are select few, but the majority of the pop music today is about partying. It's about drinking. It's about drugs. It's about sex. That is the music. And I know that's what my parents would have said about the music that That, I listened to. Let me tell you, the funniest one is when we got in the car and McKenna asked to to play Baby Got Back. And (laughs) (laughs) and we put it on because we just grew up listening to this Baby Got Back. We hadn't heard it in years. And so we put it on and I'm like, we promptly turned it off. (laughs) We probably shouldn't be playing this song. It was funny. Oh my so, gosh. So Megan, I've noticed her listening to the same song over and over again. And she's like, mom, I have a new favorite song. And, um, and I said, okay, she wanted to play it for me. So, because she knows that I hear lyrics. Right. And I don't. And you don't, you hear, you hear music, but I hear lyrics and, and she knows that about me. And she really wanted me to hear the lyrics of the song. Mom, they inspire me. I was like, seriously, that is what our 12-year-old daughter said. Mm -hmm. Mom, they inspire me. So when I finally got to sit down and listen to the lyrics of this song, I was like, dude, they inspire me. It is Hall of Fame by The Script with um, guest uh, Will I Am. And it says, you can be the greatest. You can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You could beat the war. You could talk to God, go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can be the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you can find yourself standing in the hall of fame and the world's going to know your name. You can burn with the brightest flame and the world's going to know your name and you'll be on the walls of the hall of fame. And it talks about going the distance and running the mile and working and, and seriously putting dedication into your dreams when you have a dream and you work for it and go after it with everything you have the world's gonna know your name that's awesome our kid is inspired by the words to this song and i love it and it's got a good beat to and it, it does have a good beat and to good it. music and yep. i'll tell you what we're gonna roll out of here with just a little bit of this music and just say until next time my friends we encourage you to be inspired and live your life with purpose talk the guy go banging on his door you can throw your hands up you can beat the clock you can move a mountain you can break rocks you can be a master don't wait for luck dedicate yourself and you go find yourself standing in the hall of fame yeah
Like you can walk straight through hell with a smile You could be the hero, you could get the gold Breaking all the records, sleep I never could be broke